What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the San Antonio Spurs SSPN NBA Draft Show and Reaction, Ethan. We're here. It's June 22nd. Victor Wembanyama is about to be a Spur after they do all of this crazy 15 minutes of pre-draft coverage that we know inevitably is about to happen when we wish that by 7.05 he'd already be on the team. Well, I guess that couldn't happen because it's technically, you know, 10 minutes. But, I mean, we're, we're, we shouldn't be... What is the over-under, Ethan, on how long the Spurs take to pick Victor Wembanyama? Let's just start off with that. I feel like they always take the full time, Jude. I don't know if anyone's yeah. ever taken, like, like, five seconds. But in reality, they they know. Like, we know the pick is already ready to be sent in. It's just, like, a formality thing. The NBA's probably said, like, okay, we need the first 10 minutes to build the hype. So just hold on to that ticket. And just they're just like waiting to hand it to the guy. Um, but yeah, they're probably gonna take all the entire time. I forget what podcast I was listening to. I think it was No Dunks. Um, they've been around for a while. They used to be on NBA TV, but now they're with the Athletic. Uh, and they were saying they said three to four minutes. That was their that was their guess. A little bit of time, but but not too much time. But anyways, Ethan, we're here. It's mm-hmm. the NBA draft. The Spurs are about to pick Victor Wembanyama. Um, tell me how you're feeling today. What were the vibes like at work? What What was the vibes? <laughs> the vibes were, well, I already told you I put my screensaver at work as a, a photoshopped <laughs> image of Pop and Wemby together. I love um, it. So I was sending like random coworkers of mine just like, you know, random photos of Wemby and Spurs uh-huh. shirts and stuff and just trying to get the <laughs> hype going in the office. And I got a coworker that collects cards. So he was talking uh-huh. about Wemby rookie cards and how he's going to buy like a hundred of them. And yeah, I mean, the vibes for Ethan were immaculate. Everyone else is a Mavericks fan. So they were like, oh, Grady Dick or I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I, I remember talking about Taylor Hendricks. I like him. He's great, but he's no, he's no Victor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's who they're looking for. We got a Wembenyama Fiesta jersey on the screen right now. I mean, I'm glad they got that in while they could. That's that's unfortunate that Victor is leaving after the Fiesta era. Yeah, is that done? Are we not doing anything? Yeah, so basically they they called it the Fiesta trilogy. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe it comes back down the line, but they want to switch to something else. Look, hey, as long as we're not going straight back to the military jerseys, I, I'm I'm cool with any, you know, look, they gave us the three years. If y'all come up with something cool that's creative and new, I'm not opposed to it. We, we got these three jerseys, which are pretty awesome. And the thing is, it's still going to show up on the murals, murals and everything. I'm always going to have this Fiesta-themed Alamo Dome shirt. I'm always going to have this Fiesta hat. And the same thing with you, bro. Shout out to my boy Dylan Cruzy. Sorry, that's like an actual friend of mine. Got to always no, give yeah. a shout out. Thanks Hilton for being here. Hilton Lamb as well. I saw Caleb was in the chat way. He, he posted this like a while back and just put a big Ghost Spurs go in there. So real appreciate fans. the 11 of y'all being in here already. Yeah, no, y'all are the real ones. The one who the ones who are in here tonight are the real, real ones. I know if you're coming and watching later, we appreciate that as well too. There's a bunch of shows though going on tonight. So we appreciate you guys choosing SSPN. And speaking of that, Ethan, um, Victor Wembanyama is not going to be the only pick that the Spurs make tonight. There's a lot of different rumors about the Spurs potentially trading up. Um, yep. I was telling you just before we got on air, I was in Evan Townsend's Twitter space earlier today around six and Spurs reporter from Ken's five, Tom Petrini, who's been covering the team for a while. A lot of y'all probably know who that is. Um, he was 
on the space with us literally from the Barclays Center and was saying that if there's one name for the Spurs to or for Spurs fans to keep an eye on whenever it comes to the Spurs trading up, that could be Nick Smith, the guard opposite of Anthony Black at Arkansas. He could be somebody who slips and, you know, depending on that, there's probably a certain threshold that the Spurs are okay with him slipping before trying to see if they can use some of the assets they have to get a deal done. That was just a little bit of intel from wow. Tom Petrini there uh, from literally the Barclays Center. He's a source to trust because I know there's a million different sources rumoring about a million different players. Early on, it was Anthony Black. Then it quickly became Kaysen Wallace because his defensive ability. And then I saw a lot of Kobe Bufkin too. And then we went to Kula Lobby and now we're at Nick Smith. So there's a lot of names out there to keep their eye on, see which one of them is going to fall past like 11 or 12. And that's probably where we'll try and trade up to. You're lagging a little bit. Did you hear any of that? Yeah, I ended up missing all of that, but I'm glad that I'm back. I, it <laughs> seems like you were talking about trading up. I heard Casey Wallace, a little bit of Anthony Black, but um, mm-hmm. I yep. see that we got our man Adam Silver out here right now, Ethan. Oh, I'm going to put my volume on one so I can hear it in my little AirPod here. I think it's just going to be his usual spiel about yeah. the importance of the draft and the history of the historical impact of it, that sort of thing. Oh, Wow. He's recapping last season where we're talking about LeBron already. Mm, <laughs> we're three minutes into the draft, and the first person we mention is LeBron. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got to... Hey, gotta look, guys, he deserves it. I can't even say anything. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's safe to say he's a, he's a solid he's, player in yeah. the history of the NBA. Absolutely. He's right there next to... He's like between Grant Hill and... <laughs> and um, <laughs> Grand Hill and uh maybe know, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh okay. I've heard enough from Adam Silver already, Ethan. I gotta mute him. That's fair. His voice is honestly kind of annoying. As much as I like Adam Silver, like not the best speaker in the world. Yeah, just not the most uh invigorating. It's nothing to do with like his, you know, his his fluency or anything. It's just not yeah not the you know when you hear his voice it's like okay let me mute it i'd rather hear a, a nice <laughs> smooth bear tone you know there he is do you see him yeah i see him you see grady you see dick triangle oh my dude dude, dude. <laughs> they were talking about that in the twitter space too it's so <laughs> bad they were saying that grady dick is like it, like you know bill self's practices at kansas or like near military style with the way that he just coaches right mm-hmm. and a lot of that attributes you know to the success that kansas has had but he evan was saying he's the type of dude to like do backflips and like dances at that practice like he was saying if he went to a spurs interview he he'd be like going up to pop trying to dap him up to like first meeting you know what i mean Uh yep did you speaking of that now that we're on grady dick it's reminding me of um Jeremy Sohan and all the stuff he's been doing as the player yeah, correspondent yeah, yeah. at the draft. If y'all haven't seen that, y'all got to go check out the Jeremy Sohan content right now because it's it's peak. He's asked Wemby questions in France. He kind of went up and he didn't really, but you could tell with his body language he was. Like even when he walked up, Scoot was like, I'll get this guy out of here. But then yeah. also, speaking of Dylan, Dylan's comment here when he's talking about Grady Dick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Sohan goes up to Grady Dick, who went to Kansas, and he's like, Baylor or Kansas? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, what so funny. <laughs> this is Such why a I love troll. it. Yeah. Did, did you it, see? Sorry to cut you off. This no, person already ahead. on the clock, and it showed Team Need for a second, and it said Victor Wimbanyama and starting point guard. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. They're taking their time, man. It's already three forty-five left. Wait, How much time? Do they they only. The I think it's only five minutes. Now that yeah. I realize that it's not like the NFL. Good lord. Sorry, I turned up a little bit because just to no, I did too. Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, I see it now. So for those of you guys who can't watch, they're showing two one-legged threes right now. Here's another drive. Step back jumper over two people off the dribble. Man. I think I'm like just... a second in front of you again. Pick us in. There we go. We didn't take that much time. Nice. M-Easy gives us some, just, some suggestions here. Jordan Hawkins, Derek Lively, Jaime Jacques, Maxwell Lewis are guys to trade block into the first round for. I like all those guys. Um and they're all projected in the first round as well. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be interesting, Ethan, because there aren't terrible options um, in the second round. Like in the pick that we had today, let me go to my text messages here, or my DMs, excuse me, on Twitter. But City Sissoko is <laughs> City Sissoko is going after whoever the Spurs pick in Jonathan Gavoni's latest mock draft that he released literally right before the draft with all of his intel and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go check that out here in a second to see who they he had because my friend Drew sent that to me a little bit before here. Sorry, I'm listening. I'm just like staring at my No, brain. you're good. You're, you're staying this locked in even as moment. you should. Wow, listen to this. The, Jonathan Gavoni has Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite slipping to us at 33, and Julian Strother from UConn, who won a national championship, was arguably the best player on that team this year um, at 44. And City Sissoko goes after him. So, I mean, all three of those guys, especially if we could get somebody like a City Sissoko in the yeah. second round, um, I would definitely be cool with, and, and especially Leonard Miller as well. Um, yeah, any of the Ignite guys, or you know, we've mentioned Ray and Rupert as well, or any of the guys MEZ mentioned. This is just such a deep yeah. draft. I'd be good with the Jalen Hood Shafino as well. There, there's a lot of guys that I like. Obviously, not all of them are perfect, but when you're taking Victor Wembanyama as the Spurs momentarily will, mm-hmm. everything else becomes a, a little bit of gravy. I saw someone suggest Amari Bailey at one point. Um, not against it. At one point, he was supposed to be like a top 10 like prospect and i don't know mm-hmm. what happened i don't i haven't been following his career closely um but if we get him in the second round it's not a bad selection either i got a little bit of distracted oh, yeah. by victor i was trying to read his lips Did you see the part, he was like know. trying to figure out like where he's supposed to walk like he already knows <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying he's like looking up like uh when do i go guys the picks in right <laughs> don't even have to announce his name at this point oh my gosh I think that's that's a pretty good that's honestly as much as that's pretty funny, the team needs that are on the screen right now, Ethan. It's pretty yeah, it accurate. Is. Victor Wembenyama and, and a starting point guard after that. And that was one of the things going back to that Twitter space that we talked about. I, I talked a little bit in there. Obviously, you gotta let everybody get their turn. Um, but the one thing that I kind of did touch on, because I came in when they were talking about you know, kind of adding another point guard and someone that can play make a little bit um off the ball as mm-hmm. well. Like in, is in the sense that they can play off the ball, but when they get it, they can still play make. You know, Jalen Hood Shafino was somebody that yeah, they talked about awesome. a lot. But but mainly just the idea of, you know, at the end of the day, Trey Jones on a championship team being best a, a, as a sixth man or the point guard off the yeah. bench. Um, 
So that's, you know, with the Nick Smith stuff and everything else going on tonight, that, that's kind of what I'm watching for to see if we go with that other playmaker. For sure. That's the area. Or try to find that's it That's what you would trade up for, ideally. I don't think it would be a big... Um, I like what Amizi just said, though. Orlando dangling 11, potentially. Especially with the rumor that if they select a guard like Anthony Black at 6, that not only will that 11th pick possibly be available, also maybe Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony, because they'll have to make a decision... With one of those two guys, they just have a little bit too many guards if they draft Anthony Black. So something to keep an eye on. We discussed, I like Jalen Suggs, defensive-minded guard. He had a lot of mm-hmm. potential coming out of Gonzaga, great program. Um, I think he struggled a little bit in Orlando because of the logjam they have at that position. Um, but I still like his talent. I think that if the price is right, that's somebody that we could potentially try and go for. for could sure. he play point guard, sure. do you think? I know he came in as a two, but he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. So no, so at, at Gonzaga he played point guard. I I would say he's more of a point guard. I mean he's a combo guard. Yeah. in the in the league, but but I would say that comes. the playmaking comes easier to him than the shooting. And here we are, guys. Adam Silver is about to come out and make the selection for the Spurs. So we're gonna be quiet. <laughs> No surprises. Victor Wembanyama is officially a San Antonio Spur, y'all. Mm. Let's go. All the Spurs fans, they're all there. I have to mute it a little bit. His brother is embracing him, crying right now. Um, what, a, what a moment, man. They were showing how he grew up watching a lot of the Spurs players because of Tony Parker and Boris Diaw. We also know he's played for both of their organizations in France. Um, and this is just a match made in heaven. We talked about it so much, Ethan. You know, I was going back and I was looking at our Victor Wimbanyama prospect profile that we made, mm-hmm. you know, way back in the day. And it's just like the whole time we were just, you know, it's just like we we're talking about the other wor- worldly stuff he does. Obviously, we've talked about concerns as well. We made a whole video mm-hmm. on it. It's called How Many Games Will Wemby Play This Season? Um, but, you know, you just couldn't sit there and guarantee that you're going to get this guy. But now that he's here and now has been officially picked, um, we, we get to talk about it and how he can fit on this team or really how this team fits around him. Sorry, I just I was looking at. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm watching it, too. We're going to take yeah, a little bit yeah, of yeah. a moment here, y'all, to just soak it in. We hope you guys are as well at home. For those of you guys who can't watch Wemby is standing with Adam Silver, shaking his hand at the moment. They're showing that he was the 2023 LMB Pro A MVP, the professional league in France. They've got backdrops of Spurs fans, um, you know, overlays, Parker and Ginobili as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just all the, there's even, they even got Doug up there at a Fiesta jersey. Look at that. Respect. Look at Doug making it up there. Wow. Do you like this graphic they've got on the screen? The right bobblehead now? looking thing? <laughs> yeah. seven foot five with shoes on see they keep saying that but Wim- Wemby keeps saying that he's seven three yeah but with shoes on i guess I, well even then it would be okay seven, so is it is it two inches for I, every I foot know. that's what he I'm never saying. went to the, yeah. the combine so we don't have everybody just we won't know his it. legitimate uh height probably until camp until training right. camp um but yeah this isn't this is incredible you know, Jude, I, I, I'm not trying to toot our own horns here, but no, I remember good. back in the day, this was like when we first started the channel, when I was in my college apartment still, um, 
like really early on when I was still like making the crappy intros yeah. and stuff like that. Like when we were on, <laughs> no. we were on, um, they weren't, but you crappy. know what I'm talking about. We weren't on, we weren't on. Yeah. yeah. It was yet. the yeah, yeah. way back in the day. And oh, geez, this was no, when man. the video came out of Wemby going against, um, Gobert one-on-one. Gobert. And I remember saying just like in passing, like the whole plan, Jude is we're going to tank and we're going to get Wimbanyama. And they were like, Oh yeah, you saw that video. And we talked about it for a little bit. And I wish I could remember. And then I forgot about him, Me too, to be honest. Until like this past season. And I wish we could go back and find that video, but I don't really want to rummage through them all. Oh, he's man. Crying. They're showing him. He, he's he's crying hard. Oh, he's about yeah, to listen. do an interview. Let me turn the volume on. Dude, I haven't been able to watch the JJ Redick interview, but I've seen a couple clips, and he's just Such different, a man. Like, obviously, we're Spurs fans, but like, not. I'm not talking about anything on the court mm-hmm. right now. Off the court, mentally, he's completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's why he has so much emotion right now, man. Like, he seems so grounded. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And and JJ's even, you know, I sent you the yeah. clip that he released before the full pod came out. And JJ's just kind of di- like, oh my God, this dude's wisdom is, he's an old soul for sure. And you love to see the family love right now. He's sitting with his sister, his little brother, who are also both pro basketball players. Are they? Um, That's awesome. Just love to see it. His sister's 21 and she plays in the French league as well, the female version of it. And then his little brother, um, I believe is on like one of the lower, you know, not the pro a league but like on one of the lower tier teams mm-hmm. he looks just his brother looks just like him he, he wow. wants to win that ring jude that's what he just said he said i'm going to try to learn as quick as possible because i want to win <gasps> he said i'm a spur Jeremy Sohan. wait oh my god <laughs> He's got new hair. Yeah, that was what they voted on. Bruh. Oh, that's right. Duh. See, what? Wait, look at this stuff, man. We're getting... Jeremy's like all of a sudden the NBA's prop. Like, what mm-hmm. is this? Where was this last season? The watch party. <gasps> AT&T <laughs> Center's packed. Oh my gosh. Marty Smith's there. I forgot about that. Did you see Marty Smith's yeah, haircut? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if y'all know who Marty Smith is. He does a lot of the college football stuff. But he's in San Antonio right now on the court in a Spurs jersey. The Coyote is wearing a Wembenyama jersey, leading the chance. And he got a haircut that says ESPN and then has Wemby's face on the back of it. And he's on jeans. He's in jorts, boots, and a cowboy hat and a Wembenyama jersey tucked in. And the AT&T Center is going nuts right now. He's talking about our championships. Mm -hmm. This is crazy, dude. Dude, Marty Smith, I just know him from the SEC hype videos when I watch my Tigers, man. This is... He said Wembenyama is what he called him. He he turned his head around and he's showing the haircut as of right now. And he was just stomping the floor and was like, they got five banners up there because he's got a voice like that. Love it. Love it. 
Now everything kind of gets interesting, though, Ethan. Yeah. This is going to be fun to watch the rest of this draft. For the rest of the NBA? Yeah. Mm. Did you notice, or did you hear that Michael Jordan has the final say over who they pick here at number two? Despite Even though he's yeah, selling the they're, team? They're allowing him to make final decision. Interesting. So there's been a lot of, well, the pick is it's in Brandon already. Miller for sure. Yeah, he's on the phone. Yeah, Brandon Miller's on the phone. Well, this will be interesting here at pick three then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. So there it is. Brandon Miller has been selected by the Hornets. Now, Ethan, do we see a giant trade right now where the Spurs trade their entire roster? <laughs> I don't know. Devin Vassell and for Damian Lillard. <laughs> that, and, and the, the third pick. overall pick <laughs> dame oh, and Scoot. imagine that would be a <laughs> no. portland thing to do for sure oh my gosh no but I, i've actually been hearing that they're gonna yeah, they, hold they on will. to this yeah so are they because i feel like you gotta take scoot here regardless. oh yeah i do i, I would so are you trading dame i think that the... i know this is a spurs show y'all but after Wembenyama, if there's not a trade we're, we're kind of just we got to talk about this type yeah, of stuff yeah i i mean i think at this point, Damian Lillard just needs to be the bad guy and say he wants a trade because the Portland Trailblazers aren't going to be the bad guy. They're just like, okay, you don't want to go anywhere? We'll keep you, but we're not trading our future. <laughs> like, It fits their timeline, too, because mm-hmm. you can play. I, I feel like almost Anthony is a better fit next to Scoot because of the fact, like, think about Anthony and Dame's game. Very offensive, not really defensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Scoot's just physicality, I think, will complement Anthony Simons better um but you know maybe they keep both <laughs> and play Dame off the ball I don't know we'll have to see what happens with this third mm-hmm. pick here but our man Nick has a question for us and he says if y'all were Charlotte would you have taken Miller or Scoot I personally would have taken Miller I like Scoot better but I don't think I think Charlotte's in a different position because they don't want to trade LaMelo period and so yeah. it's just a positional need thing he fits better next to LaMelo um Miller of course is what I'm talking about yeah, I, I, I think this is a tough one for me, Ethan. But I think I'd probably go with Brandon Miller, too, because I don't think they're... I mean, I, I would still say that I would... It's tough to talk about comparing Scoot and Brandon's ceilings just because they haven't played in the yeah. league yet. Obviously, Brandon Miller was the best player in college basketball this season, and Scoot Henderson has been the prized possession of the G League Ignite the past two seasons. Um but I think just because Lamelo's gonna play point guard, um, I would I would go with Brandon. Unless Miller. you want to trade Lamelo, but I don't know why on earth they would do that. The gap is the gap between Scoot and Brandon Miller isn't no, big enough for me, me when you have Lamelo on the roster. I, I would agree. That's kind of my reasoning. But I I do say if I had to rank prospects, I would still put like if I had a big board, I would still put Scoot ahead of Brandon. Same thinking. Miller. I'd have him three, you know, so like I said, not a giant gap, but that's what I would go with. Yeah. And if the Spurs are picking, it's but, definitely Scoot in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, here we are. The clock has started for the Blazers. This is really, it, this pick made the third pick, like it, this pick is in the Charlotte Hornets picking Brandon Miller, made this third pick more mm-hmm. interesting. Because if they would have picked, well, I mean, I guess if they would have picked Scoot, they would have gone with Brandon Miller, but that would have still been a more seamless mm-hmm. fit 
than Scoot Henderson, but the pick's already in. And like I said, there was some intel that they were going to keep it. There's no trade here it, unless he walks out and says there is one. But I, I think usually they say there's a trade on the You know bottom. who I forgot? Um, you know who I forgot up? about? They have Shaden Sharp, too. Yeah. That's yeah. the backcourt of the future. Scoot yeah. and Shaden. Yeah, and that's a very good point. And you still got Anthony yeah. locked up. If you want to keep him on and, as a and, six man, he's a perfect six man. Or if you want to ease Scoot into it, he that's, can start to start the season. That as well. That's yeah. This if they pick Scoot here, it's just you know, and that, that it's it's probably Dame's Drew out of there. Eubanks. <laughs> Walking down the paint. Just wait until you see that Scoot Eubanks oh, pick and roll. Lob City two point. <laughs> oh boy, howdy. <laughs> um. This, yeah, I'm very intrigued. Well, you know, with all the trades that have been happening, Ethan, we haven't even talked about that. Um, Chris Paul was a yeah. wizard, and now he isn't. Um, Going to Golden State. Bradley Beal's a son. I think we did talk about that in one of our other videos. Yeah. Um, but with the Scoot Henderson pick right here, if that ends up being what it is, there's Dame once mm-hmm. again in this trade market. Yeah. Chris Paul's a warrior. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones, Washington front court. Back court. What is life? My bad. It's okay. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, but that does make an interesting topic. I mean, where would Dame even – I don't know where he goes at this point, to be honest. Like, who who has the capital? You know, the first thing I thought was the Lakers, but I'm like, they don't have – They don't have. have any draft capital, really. I think they yeah. just gave up. A, like, you're – They just got a first in this draft, right? They, or they got a second, something like that. They got another pick for this draft. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you give up if you're the Lakers. You have to do like a sign and trade with D'Lo, maybe. I was thinking a sign and trade with Austin Reeves, oh, maybe yeah. too. Like it's 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 you would it's have tough, to give up but... Reeves, Rui, and um, what's his name? Yeah, I'm blanking. And I just don't know if they're gonna go there with how the postseason. No, I don't think year. so either. Yeah, I think they'd much rather. And it's it's so anticlimactic, but I think they would rather sign like a Fred Van Vliet than trade yeah. all of those people for Dame. Exactly. Even yeah. though I don't think, especially that now with the new CBA, mm. where you you know there's basically no point of saving cap space because you just get taxed mm. for it. Um, they'd be a team you know that would be able to do that. But Adam Silver's up here. There it is. Well, there's Scoot. <laughs> At number three, I keep knocking over my water bottle. Under, I don't know if y'all hear that. <laughs> you probably Woody don't. But. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's interesting because I feel like that means Dame is available, and at some point the Blazers had to go with the future, and you have the opportunity to have Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp in back to back years to build your backcourt of the future. Is this now going to be the same story over again, Jude, where they have a two guys in the backcourt that are really good for the next 10 years and they just can't get out of the first or second round? That's a good question, but I would say that I, I think these guys ceilings are higher. I know obviously they haven't played in the game in the NBA, but it's like, well, Shaden has, um, but Scoot hasn't. I, I just feel like his physicality and his play style versus Shaden's also you know really like CJ McCollum right now is playing point guard for for the Pelicans you know so I think 
one, Shaden Sharp is more of a natural two, which will just make the fit better in general. He's also got more size, you know, at 6'5", where Scoot, you know, can kind of be the more traditional. They're more traditional point guards and shooting guards, so I think it'll be a better fit. But, you know, if they end up both being ball dominant, it would kind of be a similar situation, which probably is what will end up happening. But I would still say that I think their ceiling's a little bit higher. Scoot, especially coming in, probably has a higher ceiling than either of them did, even though Dame is obviously an all-time great at this point. But we'll see. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you see Jakob Pertl's looking for $20 million at a contender? <laughs> oh, no. I saw he didn't want to go to a rebuilding team. I hate to say it, Jakob. I don't know if you're going to get both of those things. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that a contender can give him twenty million. Neither. I think a contender can give him like ten million at most, maybe like. 15. He can get a nice contract and play for a winning team, but it's not going to be twenty million. <laughs> it's just out of the question, yeah, especially with I completely as much agree. as I love him. He did not have the greatest second half of the season with the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I think you might have watched a little bit more than I did. Give 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 the Spurs fans an update. I on just Naka. spot checked his games, you know, every other day, like statistically. I didn't watch them. Who watches the Raptors? Um, but like, I would look at his stats, and he'd have like <laughs> five points, four boards, and a block. You know, just like all single digit stats uh-huh. on losing games because the Raptors were not playing well. As a and they don't have a lot of space. No, they had like five either. bigs out there at one time, including Jakob. And so obviously it's not an ideal situation for him. But yeah. I think it's weird that they traded for him. Like they wanted him and it just didn't feel like it fit at and all. He's not even, he might not even play for yeah. them. Like he just spent a half a season there. A little strange. I mean, it's like at least they were familiar and yeah. he knew it and he was friends with Spicy P. Spicy you P. know? The future Dallas Maverick. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would... That'd be an interesting tandem there. That would be another kind of foreign mm-hmm. tandem with him and Luca. Interesting, interesting. So the Rockets are on the clock. Our arch rival, the people that hate us, we don't really care. We don't think about them that often, but they were constantly on their minds, Jude. Where do you think they go <laughs> with this pick? Because they do have Jalen Green still. They still have Kevin Porter Jr. Do they really want to go with a men Thompson? Well, your question is different from your initial question. The question you just asked me was, do they really want to go with Amen Thompson? And the original question was, who do you think they go with? And who I think they go with is Amen Thompson. Um, not just from, it, had, it has nothing to do with the fit. It's literally just, it seems like everybody's been saying that, that that's where he's going to go. All the analysts, all the people with Intel, mm-hmm. um, that's what they've been saying. And apparently Jalen Green really wants him. That's another thing too. Um, because Jalen Green, I mean, Jalen Green has kind of shown that he's not going to be a point guard. He's a two guard. Um, and that's kind of his reasoning there. Uh, or that's the, that's Jalen Green's reasoning, but yeah, that's what I've heard from the articles I've read and and stuff like that is that apparently he wants him Uh and I guess he would be the more, he'd be the point guard, even though it seems like they already have a lot, but. It'd be yeah. such a Rockets thing to do to draft a man. I know, and because <laughs> you've got Kevin Porter Jr. still too. And, like that's the other. And thing. And they want to go sign old James Harden again. Like, yeah, I could see them honestly drafting. Well, here they're taking they're taking the they longest taking so far. It looks like they're they're at one forty five. Um, Brady Dick. I'm trying to think of a better fit for them. You know. <sighs> They were just showing all the pro. I mean, maybe you could say a SAR. 
I know that <laughs> I know that's the same thing, but I would say that fit wise, Asar fits better with the Rockets. You can than, play the three men, but if you're t- but if you're talking about upside, um, and just you know the, the crazy mixtape that he has, I, I understand. Jay Billis actually has Cam Whitmore as the top available player right here. Um, Wouldn't be terrible. I I just don't know. I don't know what the Rockets are doing. I think they're still gonna roll. I, I they like all their guards. Like Amin Thompson feels like the Rockets pick yeah. here, and it feels like regardless of. And I know they're probably if, if Rockets fans ever see this, they'll probably be more pissed off because we're Spurs fans. Yeah. But it it's just like it, it, it. Regardless of whether it makes sense or not, it makes sense for the Rockets if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and he's a defensive-minded guy. <laughs> it makes sense that they would do it with the way that their franchise is operated. Maybe, you know, it doesn't fit the best on the floor. But I, I think they want to play him at the point guard. They want to play Jalen Moore at the two. I guess they've got Kenyon Martin at the three, Kenyon mm-hmm. Martin Jr., Jabari Smith, and Shangoon. Um, but I guess if they wanted to as well, they could pick Cam Whitmore here, and he could, you know, be their starting three. And, and you could just stay with the Kevin Porter, Jalen Green backcourt. But I think they don't like that, and that's why Amen's on the phone right now. Mm. He is on the phone. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now he's smiling. Yeah, he definitely just got picked. Maybe it's Asar. I don't know. They're sitting oh, yeah, next which to each one other. is this one? Is this one? <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think it's okay. Amen. We'll find out here in a second. <laughs> we'll see, though. They don't, they don't look very yeah, they different, look identical. Though. One's with white, <laughs> one's in black. Yep. <laughs> Taylor Hendricks is the third best available, according to... I, I like liked that, him man. a lot, dude. It was... The big difference for me with Taylor Hendricks was when I watched him play Jairus Walker. When I watched those two games, and there were times that Jairus got him, but when I watched those two games, I was just like, man, he he's bigger than him. He's a better shooter. Like, all the reliable things you want in the NBA where it's like, okay, these, you know, the fundamental things. Obviously, Jairus has a lot of skills as well, but... Like when it comes to who's better as a catch and shoot shooter, it'd be Taylor. He has more height. You know, he has the the bigger mm-hmm. frame for a modern, you know, versatile four three. Yeah. Right. Um, and then on top of that, he had his best games against Jairus. But I'm gonna listen to this Rockets here pick here. And it was Amin Thompson. Mm-hmm. So everybody knew what they were talking about, Ethan. <laughs> Good for them. They got what they wanted. Yeah, so um, the overtime elite rivalry, it's brewing in the NBA Southwestern Conference. Barlow Ethan. takes on the Thompson. <laughs> oh, boy. When Barlow goes off with the men next year, it's going to be a movie. He might be a man, but Barlow's the father, son, and the Holy Spirit. Am I right? Am I right? Catholics in the crowd? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, so everything's kind of gone yeah. as chalk so far, and I bet you Cam Whitmore goes here at five at Detroit. What do you think? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Detroit's got an interesting future. I like Cade Cunningham a lot. Uh, Jaden Ivey's mm-hmm. obviously a really solid player. I think he had a really good end of the season last year, kind of like Malachi did. You still got Stewart. You traded for James Wiseman. So forward seems like a good wing, like good position to go for. Mm-hmm. Who'd they get as their coach? Is it Monty Williams? I think they locked him up. Yes. Yes, they did. They signed him to a yeah. big deal. And while we're at this, Ethan, I am going to go ahead and screen share a mock draft here. 
just to show this. So this was literally like right before the draft, Jonathan Givoni. I mean, this was, yeah, it's 7 52 PM Eastern time. So 6 52 PM central time for us. Um, he released this last final mock draft with all the Intel and all the stuff that he, he thought was going to happen. And so far he's been right on, on every pick, but this is the interesting thing because he has some Intel. So maybe Cam Whitmore is going to be the guy to fall. Um, but also, yeah, and that's what it opens up. The intel shifted in recent days following Cam Whitmore's workout in Detroit, indicating that the Pistons may look to go in a different direction, be it trading down or selecting another player as a SAR. Um, and yeah, making Monty Williams the highest paid coach in the NBA unquestionably gives him input on how the roster is built, and the expectation around the league is that the Pistons will want to pivot to respectability as quickly as possible. That that makes sense. Um, so they've explored a bunch of trade-down scenarios, uh, but ownership may be reluctant to forego the opportunity to add a high-end talent. Um, teams such as Utah are somebody we could look at. I mean, maybe even... Th- there was some talk about Brian Wright, uh, Ethan, maybe potentially liking the Thompson Twins. And um, there was a report I saw recently, I believe this week, um, the Thompson Twins and Bilal Koulibaly. So... We have a lot of assets here. I, I doubt this is where we end up trading up, but um, you know, this is this is some where to watch for a trade in general. Gotcha. Agreed. And on that note, while we have the timer going, Jude, I'm gonna use the restroom. So I will be right back. There you go. That's a good that's a good time Enjoy to do your so. time with the audience. <laughs> with <Yeah>. the people. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for hanging out with us once again. We can go ahead and look at this mock draft a little bit more. Uh, Amen Thompson is on the screen talking with his parents. Uh, I'm sure we'll see his parents again whenever Asar gets picked here in a second. But let's check out and see what else Jonathan Gavoni had to say about what's going to happen in this draft. So he has Anthony Black going to the Magic at number six. I believe somebody in the comments was talking about that earlier and then maybe because of that, potentially trading their 11th pick. So that's definitely a team to watch um, whenever it comes to a trade candidate in the draft. Obviously, that's at 11 and not six, but we'll see with the Magic. This is an interesting prediction for me. I mean, I get that they need another point guard. Shining earlier how there's some rumors about Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony maybe being on the trade block for for the Magic. And if if that's the case, this would make a little bit more sense to me. Um, But if those guys are both still on the roster, you know, everybody's talking about how Orlando needs shooting. And I just don't know if this is that pick that's going to solve their problems. I really like Anthony Black. Um, and obviously you want to go, you know, some teams like the Spurs just go with best player available every time. So, you know, if that's the operate, the, the mold you're operating under, then this is the pick, but, um, you know, I'll, but I'm really high on Anthony black, so I wouldn't be mad at this. Um, but it's just, it, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I feel like there's a lot more moves that are going to be made for a pick that they made, but after Anthony black at six, Gavoni has Jarris Walker going to the Pacers at number seven. So that's how far he feels like he's falling um, in this one, which isn't really too much. He was kind of in this range. Most people had him at the highest at five, you know, and then at the lowest at kind of this nine range. So this isn't really a change for Jarris Walker. Um, I like the fit next to Tyrese Halliburton. Um, You know, they don't really, I guess I need to go look at the Pacers roster. I don't know who their power forwards are off the top of my head. Obviously, I know Miles Turner is there. Um, Benedict Matherin as well. RJ Nemhard. 
Chris Duarte, uh, O'Shea Brissett, I think was one of their power forwards this year. So I think that that would fill a need for sure. They have some other bigs and Isaiah Jackson, uh, Jalen Smith played for them as well. I, I believe Jalen Smith might be a free agent. So Jalen Smith and O'Shea Brissett were, were their fours this year. So I think that Jarris Walker would definitely be, um, an option. It would be a good pick and a good fit for Indiana. Ethan, how long have you been there? Like, 20 seconds okay okay i wasn't sure if you'd been there for a while because i was on another tab but the pick is in here for detroit i'm a, a couple seconds ahead of you you're good i'm gonna turn my closed cap so there is a sar thompson wow wow so gavoni knows what he's talking about ethan he wasn't wow. just saying that for nothing let's go back to it here Right there at number exactly. five. With your, with your brother. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just joking when you were going to the restroom. I was like, well, we're probably about to see his parents again pretty soon. <laughs> it was a man up there doing the interview. So back to back. As twins, I mean, that's just like fitting for their whole life, isn't it? Doesn't this? This is kind of like a storybook narrative for them. It really is. Congratulations to them. I like both of them when we were doing our draft profiles. Had we dropped from. Or had we landed at three where we were slotted or dropped to four or five, I was like, Asar looks great. A men would be a great point guard, you know, ex excellent vision, um, a lot of room to grow, elite athleticism. So Detroit has a good one here. And I think Monty Williams, defensive-minded coach, someone that can play next to Cade Cunningham and kind of guard the best guard for him. Um, kind of reminiscent, obviously. Obviously not who they are, but Magic Johnson and... Um, I'm blanking on his name. Michael Cooper is kind of who that reminds me of that backcourt. Yeah. You got Jaden Ivey in there too still. Oh yeah. Um, but, but Asar is definitely the better shooter of the two. Mm -hmm. I would say he's the better off ball player, not necessarily, um, you know, in the sense, like I said, I said, he's a better shooter. He's not a sniper by any means, although no. he did granted it's overtime elite. He did shoot 38% in the overtime elite playoffs. Um, he's still just, uh, I would say he's a more rounded, well-rounded and overall, um, just a better overall player and more complete player than a man. Mm -hmm. But obviously the argument with a man, a man is that he has the higher ceiling, but you know, I like this fit. Obviously a lot of people are high on cam Whitmore and feel like this is probably, you know, it, it might be a little bit of a reach, you know, maybe cam Whitmore is the better person. Cause they're kind of going to be playing the same position. Um, but, you know, the other thing that they just showed up there, Ethan, that we haven't really talked about enough that I don't think. I was listening to No Ceilings, one of their mock drafts earlier this week, and they were talking about how, you know, Asar, they just showed it on the screen. He was the overtime elite MVP both seasons that he played. Um, and the first season they played together where he won the championship. And then the second, uh, I believe Asar's team won the championship and they were on different teams. Um so that's just something else to to keep in mind as well. But I think he's he's definitely a good fit with the Pistons. The Magic's pick is already in. That was probably the fastest one since. Uh, wow. Since or you mean that? Yeah, the Magic. Yeah, it's already in. That's crazy. I thought you said Mavericks at first, no, and Magic, then I was Magic. I was like, do we have a trade? That's why. No, 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 yeah. no. Magic. So uh, I'm assuming they're probably going to go with a guard here. We but appreciate Cam you did fall, but I don't think they need a forward. They have the Wagner's. They have um, Banchero. Like, I don't think they need Whitmore necessarily. So probably Anthony Black. Yeah, that's who Gavoni had 
had them taking. I was talking about that. And I kind of talked about how if they do take him, that's definitely an indication that those reports about Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs potentially getting moved off, mm-hmm. um, this would kind of legitimize that. And that just, man, there's so many draft picks this year. And maybe it's just that I'm more into the draft this season. But I feel like it's also the nature of this offseason, Ethan. I feel like a lot of these, like the scoot decision and then this one, are indicating, you know, potential guys on those rosters currently that could be on their way out. For sure. For sure. And I, of those two guys you just mentioned, I'd rather have Suggs and Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's a nice player, but I, I, he'd fit the Spurs better, I believe, as well. Agreed. Agreed. And I think we could get a little bit more out of his potential. I know he hasn't shown that much in Orlando, but if y'all go watch his Gonzaga tape um, at the end, just his national championship run, I believe they won that. They at least played in it, even if they didn't win it. But that March Madness run, I mean, he was controlling games. He was a straight point guard for that Gonzaga team. Um, So I, I really feel like the Spurs could get a lot out of him if they ended up trading for him. But, you know, I think there's a lot of other options yeah. <laughs> and and we got to see how the rest of this draft plays out, you know. Sure. So we'll we'll see what happens with that and and I, that'll, you know, there's going to be a lot of clarity that continues over the next couple of hours here, Ethan. Agreed. Agreed. Jude, I don't know about you. This draft's getting long. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, hey, we're 44 minutes in, and uh, we're not even a ten. We're, we're a little we're a little ways away from oh, the Spurs pick next. Um, so we are going to stay with y'all until the end, until the Spurs are done with their picks, but the way this is going, if you want to leave Ethan, you can, I was going to say the way this is going, I hope they trade up. I hope they trade up. I don't want to see what happens with the magic. (laughs) Anthony Uh, Black. Anthony Black is the magic's new guard. That is a good point, Ethan. Dang. We're a while away. I hope that, you know, but also as the draft goes on, ideally it'll speed up. Um, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we pick at let me i know one of our picks 33 is 40, and 40 okay yeah <laughs> 44 so we'll have to oh boy but speaking of those picks ethan i know we got a lot, a lot of time to talk about them mm-hmm. um what what do you think I, obviously the spurs are best player available but in the players that we've talked about that could potentially be in that range um what do you think that that they could bring to the team like a city Sissoko or a Ryan Rupert on Leonard Miller or Julian Strother. I'm not even going to lie to you, Jude. I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be two way players. They won't play very much. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. I really like all of those guys, to be honest with you. I think they might um, have a little bit more of a, um, well, I guess, you know, regardless, they're going to be stacked down on the roster, but mm-hmm. I think that th- the, those would be better picks at 33 and 44 than most drafts. That's what I would say. And that's just kind of due to the depth of the draft. Like For next sure. people ne- are talking about next year. Have you heard about next year? No. Basically a lot of people are saying it's like the worst draft in a long time. Ronnie James. <laughs> Not because it, you know, but like when it comes to like the depth yeah. of the draft, right? Like everybody's coming out this year. Yeah. Complete 180. Um, from this and now this is an interesting point from from our man Hanover people are asking if Victor's brothers play ball which he does will take him to well maybe down the line he's he, like Please. I said he's playing in those in those younger leagues I believe right now he's like six eight um I no, his, I was about to say his name was Felix that's his dad's name um but yeah Ethan you know honestly the more I'm thinking about it 
it's going to be a really, really long time. So I think we probably won't stay for the entirety of that. I know I just said that earlier, but <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm getting like, I think I'm at the point that you were at when we were talking about it a second ago, like having yeah. that realization. It's going to um, take a long time. So I think probably we'll, we'll do a recap of those, but we'll stay on here and talk at least for a little bit longer. Um, I think let's, let's at least go to 15 because that's where most people had us jumping up okay. from like, 10 to 15 go area. through the lottery that's yeah, a good we'll go that's a lottery good. yeah and, and let's if there's a trade in the first round let's say we come back on do you want to try that or is it too late i feel like if we go off at that point we can just you know we don't need to start another live stream because then Honestly, it'll be harder for people you know what i'm saying true, like we can just true. make a video at that point last year you know we made we didn't even actually go live for the draft we no, just we made didn't. a recap of it afterwards obviously this draft is completely different um and we got Anthony Black's brother here on the screen who looks just like him. I mean, this is this is this the next other Wembenyama, but it's just the other black. Dude, he looks just just like him. The other black. He does. He does. Oh my gosh. Anthony Black, man, he played like when I watched him at Duncanville, man, he he was just like he he it's unfortunate that he didn't go to a Texas team and maybe he will end up finding his way later because obviously he played at Arkansas but what he did at Duncanville for those of you guys that that follow high school basketball Duncanville is not just the you know big daddy of them all when it comes to Texas but one of the best programs in the country um for high school basketball they just pump out D1 players and mm-hmm. he he was really just like there's a lot of players that come through there, but you could tell that he was even different from some of the other guys that they've had that have become NBA guys. I did not realize Anthony Black looked like that. I knew he had the fro, but I yeah. never like seen his face that close. Jeez. He looks like he's 15 years old still. Like <laughs> yeah. that dude looks he got a so baby face. Young. Yeah. His hair is 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 it's funny. Crazy. Like a lot of people don't. Yeah, like uh, you know, you would think like it gets gets in your face, blah blah blah. But I think it just matches his personality. So so I roll with it. Wow, you're ahead of me. Let me see who they pick. Wow, Taylor Hendricks. No, this is this is a jump. Good for him. Bilal Kulalabi or Kulabali. Wow. Okay. Well. He's I'm glad off. we didn't trade for him. Oh, dang. <laughs> you know, I would love it, but that's uh, if he was going at seven, I'm, I'm good. That's eight, so, right? Wow. Uh, Are eight? you seeing this on the screen? Yeah, Bilal. No, his, his growth spurt that they just said. No, he was 5'11 in 2020. And now he's what, six? They said he was 6'8. He's not 6'8. He's 6'6. Six, six. But still, that's, that's a seven inch growth spurt. Mm. And apparently he still could because he's only 18. We could all use one, Jude. This is interesting because so Gavoni had Jarris Walker going here. Um, he didn't have. I'm looking at his thing. He he had Bilal going in the lottery. He had him going at 12 to Oklahoma City. Um, so this I think might be the first big surprise of the draft. Wow! But if, if he's got a seven two wingspan. And, you know, I was talking about the deficiencies on this Pacers team when you were in the restroom. Um, and the big one is, like, their power forwards, I still have their roster pulled up, are O'Shea Brissett and Jalen Smith, if you remember Jalen Smith. Um, mm-hmm. So with this growth spurt and that wingspan, he could, you know, and I've seen his play style. He kind of plays, he, he plays like a rim runner sometimes in the playoff games I've watched, even though, you know, he's a smaller guy. You know, and especially with him being 18, and, you know, maybe potentially still growing. Uh, 
they could just feel like he has a higher ceiling, you know, than a Jairus Walker or somebody like that. That's why he shot up draft boards so much. You know, there's been all this smoke about him mm-hmm. over the past, you know, week or so. He's a project guy, and the direction Indiana's going, I feel like they're probably going to trade Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, if not a free agency, you know, at some point during this next season. I know they've been saying that forever, but they have to pick a direction and go. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's this season, especially with the amount of teams that are looking for exactly what those two players are. So pair this project player up with um, who's the guy they drafted last year that was incredibly good. He was like second. Tyrese in- Halliburton. Or not no. Tyrese, the other one. What Tyrese am I talking great. about? Benedict Mathurin. Benedict Mathurin. Sorry. But Tyrese is also a really, really solid young player. Obviously, and yeah, yeah. He, he was a... Stable. The draft before, he was not necessarily a surprise, but, like, he exceeded his ex, his pre-draft expectations. Now that we're talking... No. Yeah, they should trade Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. They just don't fit in the timeline. Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. I, maybe you can keep Miles Turner. He's still actually 26 people like which is crazy um but he's also like a contract that would be valued in a player not just a contract but a player he is getting paid a lot but still with the the way that contracts are gonna look over the next you know five years or so that won't be that bad of a contract Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion um but yeah that, that could be somebody they're looking to trade but i think with Bilal, i think they might see him as a four moving forward I mean, we played Keldon, who's 6'5", at the four for an entire year. Yeah. And this guy has more defensive capabilities and a weak A bigger, yeah. fits better at And he's position. 18. Like, he yeah. could still grow. Throw him in there. Might as well. Yeah. I think this is a good spot for him to go to because there's already, like, like you have Tyrese Halliburton and, mm-hmm. and Benedict Matherin. It's not just like, you know, you're sending him to... Well, I guess, you know, I'm looking at all these teams in the lottery and a lot of them do have talented young players, but it would be like putting Koulibaly on the Spurs last year. Yeah. And it's a good fit because nobody's in, like you said, no one's in his way. Like he is that guy at the three or at the four, Mm -hmm. wherever you want to put him, that is going to be in that position for the next few years. Interesting times, Ethan. Interesting times. Another name that we talked about a little bit, um, I think near the end of our prospect profiles, it might've been before the lottery was Kobe Bufkin Mm -hmm. out of Michigan. He's another guy who shot up draft boards. And I've seen some rumors of him potential. Look at, sorry, this man, Jairus Walker is in there eating popcorn. (laughs) I love it, bro. He's like, Hey, I'm watching the show until I get picked. Might as well enjoy it. Right. No, why not? (laughs) He's big chilling. That's how he, he looks. I like that. Good for him. Oh my gosh. This could be a spot for a Jairus Walker. They just traded Chris Stapps for Zingas. They have Tyus Jones and they have their backcourt, Tyus Jones and uh, Jordan Poole. Why not go with a big? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I honestly blank, I blanked out on what you said. I know you're talking about Washington going and getting a big. You're, were you saying Jairus Walker? Yeah, Jairus Walker. Yeah. I got distracted by the Chris Stapps, Perzingis, Chris Paul, Bradley Beal stuff that they just showed on the screen because it was funny how the Chris Stapps thing went. Did you see how that played out? Yeah, where it was originally Malcolm Brogdon was included, where he was yep. going to LA and then that fell apart. And now yep. Marcus Smart is headed to mm-hmm. John Morant and the, the gun show. <laughs> I think actually Marcus more uh, Marcus smart will be a good thing for the Grizzlies. 1000%. I think, I think he'll be a really good thing for the Grizzlies. Now he can't control things off the court. So that's mm-hmm. a whole nother issue. And it's, you know, in itself. Um, but I think that he will bring them some adultness for sure. And defensive 
obviously the, the defensive minded way they play. There he is. Jarris Walker at number eight to the Washington Wizards, Jude. You're ahead of me. I'm sorry to spoil okay. it. Yeah, that, that, that was fine. It's it's not a Spurs pick. You're good. <laughs> so for Jonathan Givoni, um, other than I mean, he, he really was right. I think that was just a surprise by the um by the Pacers there at seven. Who did when he I, have? Sorry he, to cut you off. You're good. Who did he have at seven and eight? He had Jarris Walker and Cam Whitmore. Oh, so Cam so, Whitmore continues to fall. So he, but he he did predict that he he had him at eight, which is kind of falling anyway, and that all stems from the Detroit workout. I know the other thing I've heard about that could be a concern with Whitmore. I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with it. I'm just saying that I've read it is just his weight um, and the way you know that he has a lot of bounce, and so you know mm-hmm. that could put some stress on his joints. But it well, seems when you're working with Mello, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what do you mean? He's working with Carmelo Anthony, who really? notoriously had. I'm not saying Cam Whitmore's heavy, but you know Melo always had like I a little bit of saying. chub on him. I didn't even know that. That well, that fits Cam Whitmore. He, yeah, it he kind of has a little bit of that too. But I mean, I think still he, you know, whoever ends up getting him, um, it's going to be a really good value pick wherever you know he ends, uh, however fall he ends up falling. But I think at this situation, you know, uh, Givoni has the Jazz taking Taylor Hendricks. I don't know if I move off from that. You know, I mean, obviously he doesn't know for sure that that's who the jazz are going to pick. But I think mm-hmm. if I was the jazz right now, that's who I'd go with as much as, you know, Cam Whitmore has shown a lot, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I really I like know. Taylor Hendricks. I love Taylor Hendricks. And I know I'm speaking as the Mavericks are my second favorite team. So I want Taylor Hendricks to go to Dallas and they're at 10. Now this is Utah. They have Lori Markin and playing the four right now. Do they really want Taylor Hendricks at the, backup for if they draft cam whitmore he might start right away at that three spot yeah and he's got i think i think cam whitmore has more star potential than taylor hendricks Mm -hmm. but i think that taylor hendricks is more of a sure thing i agree with that in the modern nba for sure he'll have an impact almost immediately Um, and every team can use a taylor hendricks yes yes exactly exactly I'm trying to think of a good comp for Taylor Hendricks that's like in the league as of right now. Mm. That's not Keita Bates Diop. <laughs> Keita Bates. Uh, let me think here. We had feel like we had a couple of good ones when we did his draft profile. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just trying to remember what they were. I keep thinking of Jeremy Grant, but that's not maybe that's, when he that's came not in. bad. Yeah, that that's a that's fair. That's a good one. It's like in that kind of realm. Yeah, just someone who can. I, like I was thinking Keegan Murray, but I, I he might be. I mean, actually, kind of they're going to be. Well, no, Keegan was drafted a little bit higher than him. Yeah, Keegan's probably more offensively minded than Taylor. Yeah, but in I the sense of a strong. shooter, you know, as a four mm-hmm. and who can play the four and the three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll just go with Jeremy Grant. That's a solid one. I, I can't think of anything better right now. Honestly, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know if I can think of anything better than Keegan Murray. He, like you <laughs> yeah, said, he's, he's probably a little bit more offensively skilled. Um, but yeah, just like frame wise. But I think the, the point here is, is that both of those guys are like the prototype for mm-hmm. a modern four in the NBA. Someone who can switch is six, eight, can shoot and also, yeah. you know, can put the ball on the floor just to an extent. Agreed. 
The pick is already in for the Jazz, Jude. Interesting. And now we're seeing Nick Smith Jr. on Jay Billis's best available at number 10. Mm. So for those of you guys who maybe weren't in here earlier, Spurs reporter Tom Petrini, I was in a Twitter space with him earlier, and he said Nick Smith is a name to watch for the Spurs trading up if they end up doing so in the lottery. So we got five more picks after this one, Ethan, and then we will depart and we will have to, I'll probably still stay up into the wee hours of the night to see who we end up picking. Um, I'll probably check in every once in a while. <laughs> well, you've, it, you've got to get up early tomorrow. You're a little bit earlier than I do. So that's, that's, that's all. If I was you, I'd be doing the same thing. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. The more I've looked at these mock drafts, these, if we don't trade these picks, the better I feel about the potential crop of players in these picks, because it's like every, like the handful of players that I mentioned earlier that you were like, I don't know what to say about them. Like (laughs) they, they, um, that is much better than other second rounders. I feel like in the past, obviously, like I've mentioned before, I'm more locked in this year, but I, as everyone else has said that are analysts, you know, this, this draft is just one of the deeper ones in the past decade. You're my draft expert, Jude. I just saw okay. his name at eight on the top ten, Jay Billis top ten. Keontae George. What do you think of Keontae George out of Baylor? Uh, I know, I know, Jeremy likes him, um, and and he did a little talk with him for the player correspondent thing, and he actually Keontae George said that Jeremy Sohan's play style at Baylor kind of inspired him a little bit. Um, you know, honestly, the more I'm thinking about it, we've talked about how we need, you know, that spot that could potentially be open behind Malachi and Devin is that two guard spot. He He's a two guard. Yeah. He's a combo guard, 6'4". Um, you know, obviously it's a little bit redundant, but I'd rather have him there than just like, you know, uh, some dude on a veteran minimum. Yeah. What, what? So I, I, I think I, to be honest with you, I know you're asked for you, like you're my draft guy. He's probably who I've watched like the least, the least of, <laughs> yeah. but I know that he can, like I said, he's a combo guard. He has a good defensive base as most Baylor players do under Scott drew. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also, he can create off the dribble as well. Mm-hmm. He was their best player and their offensive initiator this year. What do you think about training up for him potentially? you know, with the crop of players available and that we've been talking about, I, I feel like it's gotta be somebody that the Spurs are just, you know, I mean, I guess if they were completely sold on him, they could do it, Mm -hmm. but I I don't know if that's, if he's that, I haven't heard anything about it. I just saw his name there and remember Jeremy talk. There is the Jeremy connection that, that, so that could be something I, I, but I feel like I said the, the only thing I can say that like has any legitimacy to it is what is what Tom Petrini said in in the Twitter spaces I was in earlier. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, that that answers that. Our man Edward Fowler hopping in. We appreciate you hopping in at the one hundred two mark, my guy. We're gonna be here for the rest of the lottery. Initially going in, we were like we'll be here for all of them, <laughs> and then Ethan asked me a question, kind of got to a realization I didn't get to it. And then five minutes later, I had the same realization that he had and was like, yeah, we're not going to do this for that long. I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> we, would have been, we would have been on here for like two and a half hours, probably, oh, oh maybe, maybe even more. But shout out to you, Edward, for being in here as the draft is just about to start again. And the pick is in here for the Utah Jazz. Let's just go through uh, the picks that have been here so far, Ethan. Let me go over to ESPN.com. Obviously, Victor Wembanyama at one. 
Brandon Miller at two, Scoot Henderson at three, and now I'm already forgetting who went number four. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It was the Thompson twins. It was a men and then a SAR at four and five. Anthony Black at six, Bilal Koulibaly at seven, Jarris Walker at eight, and here we go, Ethan. It's it's what I said I would have picked. Mm-hmm. With Taylor Hendricks at number nine to the Utah Jazz. So the biggest question here, once again, or the biggest storyline, not question, well, it kind of is a storyline and a question. Why is Cam Whitmore slipping? Because it, it seems like it's stemming from Detroit saw something in their workout they didn't like. Um, and maybe other teams saw that too. Yeah, it's a, I feel like every year somebody drops and somebody jumps up. And this year it looks like Cam Whitmore just decided to be the guy that drops and our boy Bilal decided to be the guy that jumps up. So uh, Taylor Hendricks, my my cousin who I live with, just texted me low-key stings because I've been talking (laughs) Taylor Hendricks up to him all like the past month. Oh, to the – literally the pick before. Mm -hmm. But, hey, if you're the Mavericks, Cam Whitmore is not a bad consolation prize. It's not. How is he defensively, Jude? Haven't watched. I mean, I haven't. Either, to be so honest, I can't speak to it. But that's the biggest flaw with the Mavericks, right? Is they don't have any defensive versatility. So one would hope that Cam Whitmore can at least guard somebody. Because if they roll out there with Luca, Kyrie, Cam Whitmore, and Cam Whitmore ends up being, I'm gonna go try to find not a, a Cam Whitmore player. scouting report here, real yeah. quick. Let me let me see. I know that to be honest with you, all of the highlights I've seen of him are explosive offensive stuff, making shots. I haven't really seen too many defensive highlights from him um a lot of people had him taking grady dick here as well <laughs> yeah that could let, let, let me go see what what our man had okay so actually jonathan Givenaway has Derek live oh, yeah, the yes. center from duke at go, going right here but he also has grady dick going at 11 so the lively thing has been recent all of a sudden the mavericks are interested in lively which kind of makes sense they don't have any bigs they have dwight powell who's 6'7", who's been playing center for them for okay. like eight years. Cam Whitmore did average a steal and a half per game. So I do have, I mean, that's just one stat, but but I do have that. Um, there's an article here actually that that says it's from, it's from the Detroit SB Nation site and it says why Cam Whitmore is everything the Detroit Pistons need. Um, I mean, I wouldn't feel bad about a SAR, but tough, tough day for them. I feel bad for whoever wrote that article. Not that it's an L, but, you know, just I know what you mean. Yeah, tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up right now to see what the what the streets are saying about his, his strengths and weaknesses, Ethan. Okay. Lack weaknesses. Lacking an offensive craft at the moment. I don't know if I would agree with that. Um, okay. It has to work on becoming more of a scoring threat in the half court. This is just what DraftKings is saying. Mm. I mean, uh, it could... I'm not necessarily agreeing with it. I'm just reading it. Everyone at the pro level can score in transition, so athleticism and strength doesn't go a long way without offensive production. He also needs to improve his court vision and passing IQ. So that's all offensive stuff. Mm. Um, And like I said, a steal and a half per game. Um, So, okay, yeah. Actually, in his strengths, it says Whitmore has defensive upside to mix it up with some of the most experienced NBA swingmen every game. So it seems like he does have a decent d- defensive base. So let's see if the Mavericks end up picking him here. Well, their pick is in, and their team needs, say, wing defenders and starting center. And the two guys we talked about were Cam Whitmore and Derek mm-hmm. Lively. So, so. probably going to be one of those two guys. 
Our man John Smith is in the comments and says, who do we go for at 33? So there was a mock draft earlier today, the one that I've been pulling up here from time to time. I'll just go ahead and pull it up for the time being. Let's go look at the Spurs stuff, Ethan. I can't believe I didn't do that. I should have done that in the first place. Who cares about all these other picks? Am I right? <laughs> so here that they have the Spurs taking Leonard Miller. Um, they list him as a... 3-4, I would say he's more of a 4-5. At least that's what he played uh, on the Ignite this season. He's definitely more of a 4. Um, he does have the skills to put the ball on the floor, but at 6-9, six, 6-10, six, I just feel like he's going to play more of the 4 and the 5. Um, but I would love that pick. He was somebody who, one, I believe he's from Canada, so even though that's still North America, just another foreign connection there for the Spurs. Um, and then, I'm losing my train of thought here. I just I, he he played really well for the for the G League Ignite. This is what I was saying. He had a lot of top tier college offers coming out of high school, but elected to go play for the G League Ignite. So if you didn't see him on the G League Ignite, you were going to see him on a Kentucky or a Kansas or a Duke, you know, the, those type of schools. But let's go ahead and look and see who they have the Spurs taking at 44 via Toronto. And that is Julian Strother from Gonzaga, um, one of Gonzaga's best players this season. I would, I, you know, he fits the Spurs mold. He's kind of a Champagne clone to an extent. He's probably better than Champagne was in college. Um, honestly, now that I'm looking at that, you know, as much as we've hyped up Champagne, I'm like, this is just one mock draft, Ethan. But you guys see Sissoko and Amari Bailey go right after that. Right. We might be able to, there might be a chance, you know, depending on who we pick later on that, you know, guys like like Champagne, as much as he impressed last season, you know, and Amamu, if we go with a Leonard Miller and a Julian Strother, those guys are going to have some competition in training camp. But the other key is as well that there are three two-way contracts now under the new CBA for the NBA. So that could be a pathway for Champagne and Barlow staying on a, you know, a two-way contract. Mamu, I don't know if he's going to go for that. Um, but we'll have to see. And you've seen the proposed trade here, Ethan. I'm just seeing it. You might already see the results. I'm going to turn up my volume. So OKC has traded for this pick. Oh, oh wow. I'm looking at the Bilal Kulabal Folly one. But there's another one. There's two going on right now. So, wow. The Pacers are getting Jairus Walker anyway. This was just a way to confirm that Koulibaly went, to the went. They were basically the Pacers and, and Wizards were working together. Kaysen Wallace drafted, and it says proposed trade with OKC. So is that the rights? Are they flipping? Because OKC has. That's what I'm wondering. Pick. That's what I, I can't tell. This. I was trying Mavericks to move. Do you think? I can't tell if they're saying that they got the pick from OKC. Oh, yeah. I think they're saying it's a proposed trade, though. Oh, or, but I don't know what it's for. Maybe it's not in reference to Dallas. Maybe it's about something else. Yeah, it's just on top of the Dallas pick right yeah. now. If you're watching the draft, there is a little yellow icon that says proposed trade with the Thunder's logo next to it. So that's why Ethan and I are confused a little bit right now. Um, but they were just saying, Case and Wallace, speaking of Texas boys, I was talking about Anthony Black earlier. He was the Gatorade Texas Player of the Year in 2021-22, I believe. Wow. Um, so I'm about to figure out where he's from. 
I like Casey Wallace. If this is indeed the Mavericks pick, like I understand the thought process. They need defense, and his specialty is defense. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Luka and Kyrie Irving in the backcourt, could you really just draft with the 10th overall pick a backup point guard that can play defense? He went to Richardson, Richardson High School in Richardson, Texas, which is Dallas, basically. So Dallas, according to H.Q., which is my cousin, actually, Hunter, Dallas is flipping with OKC, and they take on Bertan's salary. Okay. Makes sense. Thank you for clarifying. Cause you know, we got a we we got Ethan. I got Ethan in my ear. I got I got you know the the TV. I got Wemby's aura, you know, coming into mm. me. I know. I you know. know. <laughs> but uh honestly I like that for the Mavs personally, because like obviously they think whoever they want is gonna be available. Cam Whitmore or Derek Lively. One of them will be for sure. Right. So, that's a good they point. Yeah, so they're still going to get one of those guys. Yeah, they get a double contract that they can use to helpfully get Kyrie and maybe someone else. I've been talking about Draymond Green of the Mavericks potentially looking less likely now that Jordan Poole's been traded. Hey, what's up? Can we talk about Bertans's bag? Dude, you made a bag. <laughs> can we talk about what the Spurs do for him and Jonathan Simmons, Thanks, man? Bro, that happens so. Same often. with Boban, yeah, Boban, honestly. Like, obviously, I think Boban was a little bit like better than them two, but. You know what I'm saying. Like, he was still in the rotation, but he still got that contract from Detroit. Guys that don't understand Bertans, like, that you watch him play today, and it's like, oh, my God, this guy is absolutely terrible. But when he played for the right. Spurs, he was the Latvian laser. Like, that dude was shot, like, dude, he was, a, he was the next Matt Bonner. Yeah, he was bro. ungodly good. <laughs> so upsetting that he – we traded him to get Marcus Morris, who's now demanding a and trade then, from the Clippers. Dude backed, backed out, out yeah. Him, so. Wow, they freed up $22 million, says my cousin. That's a lot of cash that they can go spend on somebody. Jakob Pertl wants twenty. <laughs> Draft Cam Whitmore and go give all that money to old boy. Hey, there's their two needs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, yo, I don't know if he's going to get $20 million, but with that move, Jakob to, to Dallas is something to watch, yeah. like for real. That would 100% make sense. Yeah, yeah. On top of, I, I feel like a Jakob Luka pick and roll would be pretty solid. And finally, they can get themselves a shot blocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Jakob can play next to, I mean, well, Dallas had its issues last season despite having a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it would be a fundamentally different situation walking into it um, than San Antonio and Toronto while he was there. I've been talking to my cousin a lot about the Mavericks. They need to really not blow it up, but reconstruct a lot of their 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 roster. Like Tim Hardaway Jr., as much as I like him, he's got to be gone. Christian, Christian Wood. Wood's got to be gone. I think is he a free agent? He might just be gone. He, I think he is. He's got to be yeah. gone. I think you have to bring back Kyrie. I think if you don't, that you, then it's like why yeah, you, you do have it? to bring him back, or at least sign and trade him, like one or the other. You get something out yeah. of him, yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens to Dallas. Because I feel bad for Luka Doncic. He's one of my favorite players, and he's just rotting in Jason Kidd hell right now. <laughs> That's a good description. <laughs> Meanwhile, I love how uh, the Spurs the Spurs vibes in comparison to the other two Texas teams right now, mm-hmm. and and it really doesn't have obviously Wembenyama is Wembenyama, <laughs> and as something has happened that I've completely it's missed. not a big deal. Um, is it just the it's kick? just funny? No, it's oh. the Bulls and Magic are trading and trade recap. Usovich right. is going back to Orlando. 
No, this says March. This is March twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Oh Ethan. god, they're, they're showing. <laughs> they're showing the. I'm so. I was no, like, they're, they're giving them the same thing back. <laughs> no, no, no. They were just showing that trade. Let's see who Orlando picks here. Wow. Wow. That's a reach, dude. Dude, I bet you. I bet you, Ethan. The Mavs had intel because Orlando. For those of you guys who don't know, Orlando just picked Jet Howard at number eleven. The Mavs probably knew, hey, we can get Cam Whitmore or Derek Lively. Maybe that's not who they're going for. But if that is the case, at least they knew that those two guys were still going to be there, maybe. Wow. Sorry. Did that make sense? No, that that makes perfect sense. They knew that they would be available at 12, so might as well dump that money. Right, if you can. Good for them. Good job, Mavericks. That's such a rare W. Here's our man, M.E.Z. says, I hate to be so rough, but I miss Ernie Johnson hosting and Craig Sager asking questions during draft night. I don't think that's rough at all, M.E.Z. That's, I think, you say I'm old, no energy when talking about these players. Those are just the goats, man. Like, no offense to any of these guys here, but I mean, that's, even even though me and Ethan are youngins, like, we still, that's kind of how I remember watching the draft growing up. Craig Sager was the goat, man, rip. Yeah, I mean, these guys aren't doing a bad job, but you're right, like, it, you can't compare. They're just the legends. They yeah. can't compare. Definitely not. But Jawan Howard's son. Jet. Going to Orlando. So Anthony Black and Jet Howard here. Two guards? Dude, they're going to have a ton of length. They got four guards now. They got four guys that play the same position that are all. Jet can play. The, the, I mean, it may not be his skill set, but he he can play the three and the four. But okay. I mean, he, I would say he's probably going to end up. I mean, he, they say he's a guard, but he's he's six eight. Like I think probably he's a three then the, the three, yeah, um, behind France. Okay, these are some good highlights. France is apparently on the trade block as well. It's against Virginia too. It's a nice Euro, or at least a lot of. Who'd uh, you say? France is apparently getting a lot of calls, inquiring about his availability. Yeah. Well, that yeah, I could see that. I don't know. He was a. He's probably their best shooter right now. Yeah, I don't know. And that's the big thing that everybody's talking about is shooting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this makes a little bit more sense. Um, but dude, I mean, you have a if you have a starting line, maybe they do want to play him at the two. Well, we'll see with with the France stuff you just said. But if they do, you could have Anthony Black, Jet Howard, Franz Wagner, Paulo Paulo Bancaro, and Wendell Carter Jr. That's a pretty that's a really. Good. I mean, everybody's at least six seven in that lineup. And Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. The other Wagner. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. Good for Orlando. They got a nice thing brewing down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take some time, but but they've got they've got a lot of good pieces right now that will either work out and develop into something that will be a really solid team, or they'll end up moving them to to get something, you know, that's more for certain around Palo. Mm. At least until Palo decides he wants to go to the Lakers like every other Orlando. Thing right. Here. <laughs> or just like somewhere else. Yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> the Sonics come back. He wants to go home. Oh, that would suck for them. For Orlando. If that's if that team happened and then it's just Paolo, DeJounte, and Kevin Porter Jr. Pa- I don't think <laughs> that's the uh that's the that's the least problematic team. Yeah. If I'm Paolo, I don't want to play with old people. I'm sorry. No, he he definitely doesn't after their back and yeah, forth really cool. uh, last summer. I forgot about that. Yeah, they, they wouldn't want to play together. That's a really yeah, good point. No. Oh, my gosh. So, Jay Billis' best available 
Still got Jalen Hood Shafino, Keontae George is up there. He's pretty high on Chris Murray. I think he's higher than Chris, on Chris Murray than than a lot of other people. Mm. Um, you know, I don't really have too much to say about Chris Murray other than he's Keegan Murray's brother, looks just like him, plays the same position and plays very similar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> looks just like it's, him. Right on. Yeah, like literally, like they're not twins, they but they're about the as cool. Yeah, they look like they are. And they're only like one year apart, too. Come on, Dallas. Hey, it's my it's my one of my <laughs> one of my boys. It's my bosses, actually. Mike Ingle. Tra- trade for LeBron. It's not a bad it. idea, Mike. <laughs> not a bad one. It fixes a lot of holes. So we're still waiting for this. So yeah, this this will be the Mavericks pick. Is now they've got that on the screen. Obviously, our man H dot Q talked about it earlier. Um, but we're just waiting on OKC. Jawan Howard is up there talking about his son getting drafted to the Mavericks. Um, Remember when he punched we that got, coach? Sorry. <laughs> no, that's so true. Yeah, Jawan Howard calmly on TV, like he never did that. <laughs> oh my God, Jawan. I, I say that like Pop hasn't. I mean, he hasn't done something. He hasn't like gotten that, physical, but... but he's done a lot of other things. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'd like to see Pop so, get heated enough to punch somebody. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Probably throw out his arm. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. God bless him. Oh my gosh! So no, no Grady Dick picked yet. I love that name. Our man Hanover. <laughs> I think he's just talking about his... how. His suit, everything about him. Mm-hmm. His the way he talks, I was so surprised. I was like, "That's what you sound like." I haven't even really heard it to be You're honest. I mean, I've watched him play. I need to. I think I need the to. Weird sound. Oh wow! Do you see this coming up? First pick, Victor Wembanyama on set, and my man is still crying. Not that there is you <laughs> suddenly know, Jude hates point. him. <laughs> not that. Not that he shouldn't. Should have taken him <laughs> number not... one. Oh, he cries. <laughs> no. But just like you can, it, it means it's crazy, you know, that it means that much to him because you would think that, you know, someone in his shoes, you know, I mean, obviously it means a lot to anybody to get selected number one, but I don't think that there's been a pick. I mean, it's not about him crying, but like, I don't think there's been a number one pick crying as long as he has yeah. like in, in previous drafts. Um, you know what? And it just all, t- sorry to interrupt you, but just to finish what I was going to say, it it all ties into what we've seen in the JJ Redick interview and how his mentality just seems different. He, he's, he, he, he seems spiritually enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's even what JJ said. He's like, Oh my God, he's reached enlightenment. enlightenment. Yeah. Like, like with some of the stuff that he's saying. Yeah. Definitely thinking older than his age. Um, but I was just thinking ESPN needs, somebody needs to get fired because Tony Parker, Boris Diaw, Rudy Gobert, none of them are on on the at the desk giving an interview talking about Victor Wimbanyama. That's ridiculous, especially the first two. You got to have Tony Parker or I, Boris Diaw um, there. Yeah, I I don't they weren't going to get a Spurs player. They just weren't. They probably didn't have their number saved. It's like it's like we named our show for a reason. SSPN, yeah, cuz nobody else will talk about us. Not about us, about the team. Mm. We need to get Tony Parker, Boris Diaw for an interview, Ethan. I, I, mean, I would love to. Let's make <laughs> it happen. Bo- Boris Diaw has apparently never. We wish we could bring you that. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, Boris Diaw is never like on land. Like all he does now is like sail. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like 
when I did look at his Instagram story, even though I haven't been on Instagram in a while, is it was just like wine and then like the ocean. He's living his best life. Good for him. <laughs> but he's the GM of Metropolitan's 92 really? at the same time. Yes, I'm dead You serious. can do that job from a boat. You can just you get yeah, you get yourself uh, some internet. Mm-hmm. You can watch all the tape you need. It's pretty easy. Victor Wimbanyama and Bilal Koulibaly. That's a pretty good start. <laughs> get the the best two players in France. Uh, we'll we'll go get uh, Trenton Waters mm-hmm. from 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 the Celtics. Was pretty good at LSU. We'll go get some other guys. <laughs> See my <butt. laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey man, my door's broken. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our man michael engel says jude's closet's still open and it is it's it's unfortunately indefinitely open go watch a couple triathlon videos mike <laughs> <laughs> man dude this has definitely felt like the longest this is taking like how many ever. commercials are go- are we gonna get and of course it's the maps pick too which has kind of been what the theme of what we've been talking about over the last like 10 minutes and then they're just like no we gotta show Grady Dick and Cason Wallace and everybody in okay here's Wemby I'm okay with it now um but we got to show everybody's outfits for 10 minutes so Google can get their ad money here Nothing do you need some screws for that closet Thank I know a guy for, that can give you a handful of for ads <laughs> HP can fix who's that that's me he calls me HP Harry Potter <laughs> um oh I got it I got it you got okay. Derek Lively yeah, you wow you, you got to come over and fix it I'll absolutely come interesting it. Wow. So Cam Whitmore continues to fall. Does Toronto take him here? And also, once again, Jonathan Givoni knew what he was talking about. They knew Derek Lively wasn't going to get picked. They were like, let's get Davis's contract off our books and get him at 12. I like this pickup for them. Again, same for the same reasons we said Jakob Pertle might be a good free agency signing. He's a, he's a right. protector. He's young. You know, he, he could be a better version, runner. honestly. Yeah, he's more athletic, at least. He can catch more lobs from younger yeah fits the timeline shout out to that rookie contract finally made a good decision good for the maps good for the maps we got three more picks here ethan after this one with toronto new orleans and whoever is at number 15 which is the hawks so things things have things have gotten interesting ethan Hmm. grady dick no, he's not really falling. It's more, it's more our man uh, Cam Whitmore, who is falling a lot right now. Kobe Bufkin is who Jonathan Givenoy has going to the Raptors at thirteen. He has Jordan Hawkins from UConn at fourteen, and then he had Cason Wallace at fifteen to Atlanta. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, but the pick after that, he had Keontae George. And they're kind of similar players, but also Jalen Hood Shafino is another player he has going kind of in a row. So one of those guards is, I guess, what I would watch for Atlanta, um, which is kind of interesting with the trade they made last yeah. year. But it also seems like they're kind of done with DJ already. Like even if, like, like I'm reading this mock draft here. Let me pull it up, and it says right here. Um, with the likes of DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, and John. Collins all said to be potential options for shaving money as the second apron approaches approaches and looming extensions for DeJounte Murray, Sadiq Bey, and Onyeka Okongwu uh, appear daunting. So basically, you know, DeJounte's only got one more year on his contract and they're mocking Cason Wallace to him. I feel like that's a sign of, 
you know, they realized how this season went and how the fit with Trey Young and DeJounte wasn't maybe the best. And they'd rather go with a rookie, you know, with some more potential there. Yeah. I feel like the way DeJounte's been posting recently, too, is like a sign. Because he's only posting his family and he's like, it don't matter what they're saying. Like, my happiness is just like, just like last time. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. Poor guy. He'll be somewhere. The thing is, is like his contract's still tradable. Like, still at the end of the day, DeJounte Murray for 17 million this year, like, could be a, it could be a good thing for a team. Yeah. So, and it's a, once again, it's also, um, you know, a one year contract. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it doesn't work out for you, you're going to have an expiring contract anyway with the CBA. Like, true. True. I like Michael's comment here. I'd become a Spurs fan if they pick up Duncan Robinson. <laughs> we, we have to, okay. I, I, unfortunately, he's just a product of the heat. So I feel like he could be the type of guy to just stay there for his entire career, like the way his career's gone. Mm-hmm. But if we have the opportunity, we have the roster spot at some point, Ethan, even if it's just him as a third string in like 2030. Yeah. We need to get Duncan Robinson on the team so that we can have Duncan Robinson on the team. Is he named after (laughs) Tim Duncan? I don't know for a fact. I feel like I heard some rumbling that he might be. Let me let me look it up. But it's like Duncan Robinson. Pretty remarkable. He he has to be a spur. He has to be a spur man at some point in his career. And I feel like he would fit. You know, he'd just be like Duncan, except you know maybe sometimes even more of a liability on defense but mm-hmm. he, he played really well during the playoffs let me stop you think duncan duncan robinson name you think duncan and robinson will come out for Wemby's parade <laughs> i think if we get duncan robinson there it's the equivalent mm, pretty of much that. yeah we have duncan <laughs> robinson everyone's like yeah he's sitting up there with Wemby. oh my gosh let me see i'm starting to sweat jude i'm not gonna lie why so? If we pick for if we trade, no, it? it's just hot in here. Oh, just I got these headphones on. My yeah. back's on this leather. I'm like, ugh. okay. So listen to this. I just found this article from 2018 after Duncan Robinson uh, was playing for Michigan and they won their Elite Eight game against Florida State. This is right after then. Um, let me. I'll just read it to y'all. They're perhaps the two most iconic players in San Antonio Spurs history. One is the franchise's all-time leading scorer. The other ranks third. Their names appear all over the team's record books, and they won NBA championships together. They are Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Duncan and Robinson. Duncan. Robinson. (laughs) I like the way this is going. Okay, no, I got a screen share. Wait, oh, no, I don't have this. My bad. Let me, one second, y'all. Let me get that tab on the screen share here. Okay. Here we go. Michigan, of course, has a player named Duncan Robinson. This has not been lost on the San Antonio media as the... Oh, and this was 2018 when it was in the Alamo Dome. I didn't even think about that. San Antonio media as the Wolverines get set to play in the Final Four at the Alamo Dome. Robinson was asked about the connection multiple times Thursday and said he is a fan of the Spurs who play their home games three miles east of the AT&T Center. I've got the poster in my room... um, Oh, no, East at the AT&T Center. I've gotten my post, the poster in my room with them standing next to each other. He said, it says Duncan Robinson. That's pretty cool. Obviously, I have the name connection. Hopefully, that'll rub off on me being in this city, considering they had so much success here. And then they just talk about how he's 41% during the March Madness run. 
um, and how Michigan was 28-0 when he scored at least six points. But he was a fan of he's a fan of the Spurs, and he has a poster in his room with both of them on it. So he he definitely acknowledges it. Brady Dick to the Raptors. Wow, this thing Cam Whitmore is dropping hard. That's something must have happened in his workouts, bro. That's what I have to say about that, man. That's very interesting. That name is so unfortunate. We're going to get Cam Whitmore at 33. <laughs> Yo, wait, Ethan, I go on Twitter because I, I accidentally deleted uh, the mock draft from my tabs here earlier. And the first tweet I see is from Mike Finger from the San Antonio mm-hmm. Express News. And he said, Victor Wembanyama is asked about what excites him most about San Antonio and what he wants to work on this summer. Breakfast tacos, he Damn says. right. Damn let's right, go Victor. baby let's go and also nba stores giving me an ad you can pre-order the women yama jerseys right now um yeah and and also don harris tweeting about it victor what excites you most about san antonio breakfast tacos i've heard a lot about breakfast tacos <laughs> he does he, he needs them he needs he needs them immediately He's about to put that weight on fast oh my gosh okay let me go back and find the mock draft because I want to see who they had here for our man or for the Raptors. They had Kobe Bufkin, but they also had Grady Dick going at 11. So I guess it's not like that off target. Um, but it is kind of interesting because they have a lot of wings. Yeah. They have, they have OG Ananobi. Obviously they have Pascal. Um, they have Scotty Barnes. Who else am I forgetting? Um, Otto Porter. I think that might. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that, that was mainly yeah. it. But it's like those three guys are like, you know, like Scotty Barnes obviously was in the lottery. He's more of a four, so I can understand that. Maybe they move off of Ananobi. Ananobi's got a movable contract. In the past, I, they haven't been willing to at all, which is. Yeah. Weird. So that's, that's why this pick is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they're just going to play him at the two and it'll kind of go into that um oh my gosh dude this guy what is he i know it's ridiculous <laughs> like, i'm sorry it's man. ridiculous oh my gosh this is i don't okay let me hear him talk How about MZ says? How about that suit? Oh boy, his voice was not what no, I expected. I get, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> sounds silly. And I, he's from Kansas. I think, I think he is. Yeah, because he went to Sunrise Christian, which is a big like that's a one of the better prep schools in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's inspired by Wizard, Wizard, of, of, Wizard of Oz. But yeah, no, bro, he was born in Wichita, so he's straight out of Kansas. Um, I like the thought. I don't know. Maybe that's their. Maybe that's their vernacular. Personally, <laughs> I would have worn the ruby red slippers, not the ruby red top. That's what he was referencing, yeah. and he literally just said that a second ago. And yeah, why wouldn't you just do yeah, that? You just wear the shoes, bro. Like he's too flat. Yeah, the jacket's awful. Yeah. You're going to Toronto <laughs> now. That's it. It is bad. No, now no one, I guess it yeah. fits. It fits with Toronto. That is true. Maybe new. Apparently. <laughs> So now we have New Orleans here at 14. This is this is a interesting pick. 
there was a lot of talk about them trading up potentially. Maybe they trade out, um, but we'll see. This is kind of the first question mark I kind of have, Ethan. Well, no, I've, I've said that already, but like, this is the first like one where I'm like, okay, I, I really don't know where they're going to go here. Probably best player, whatever they feel like is best player available is probably what they'll do, but yeah, I guess they're just kind of in a weird situation. They are. Zion's situation has really put them between a rock and yeah. a hard place. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like even excluding all the crazy off the court stuff that we've seen recently that we won't get into detail about. Yeah. Um, still, even if that didn't happen, there would be question marks around Zion right now and just his, you know, his durability. How much has he played? Like, you know, it, it's because the thing is, is if he ends up not working out, you know, his value is only going to go down. It's a very, it's like you said, it's just a rock in the hard place for the Pelicans. I don't think, I think they're going to, you know, try again for one more year um, with him at least. But this is, this will be, it doesn't surprise me that this one is taking, we're going under the final minute here for them to make the selection because this is, I, I think this is the least clear selection of the draft so far. Who would you say of those remaining guards that are available, Shafino, Bufkin, uh, Keontae, which one would you say is the most apt to be like a defender? Say that one more time. Kaysen, well, no, Kaysen already went. You said Shafino, Bufkin, Bufkin, Nick Smith Jr., Keontae George, Jordan Hawkins. These are some of the guards that are still available. It says they need a traditional point. yeah. I would say Keontae, Hood, Shafino. They actually, in, in the mock draft, they have the Pelicans taking Jordan Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he is a guard. He's a shooting guard. But there's also been some guys who have fell. I mean, maybe they just take Cam Whitmore here. Who knows? Yeah, I could see that too. <sighs> but I feel like we could also say that at every Yeah, pick. at this point. I hope for his sake he ends up being really good. Uh, Whitmore? Yeah. yeah. Because this is some drop. What if we get him? All the way at 32. <laughs> Maybe not there, but like, what if we trade it up? Like, what if he was just, he's just falling so far and there's a team that's willing to just take yeah. picks from us? I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, I don't think we're going to do that though, because now I'm just thinking about the people we have on the roster. He wouldn't, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how much playing time he would get. Like, I mean, yeah. or he would kick somebody else out. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess he could play instead of Doug, but then we lose so much Crazy. shooting. Crazy. Jay Billis has him at number four, and he's still there. And then he has Shafino, Sensabaugh, Keontae George. They just went off the screen for me. I'll, I'll read the rest here. Chris Murray, Kobe Bufkin. All right, here comes Adam Silver. I know you're like four seconds, five seconds. Yes, me, but... yes. But no, thank you for telling me because I was like, this segment's going long yeah. too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we're almost at two hours. Very good call earlier, Ethan. Very good call. <laughs> we'll have one more pick after this. Oh, one. now it's explaining the dra- the trade of the Davis Bertans trade. Wow. It's just lively for Case and Wallace and and Davis Bertans. Okay. Tell us who they picked. Hurry up. We already knew this. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know why I have to give us the even further breakdown of it. Oh my Jordan gosh, Hawkins. Man. Okay, so no no surprise there. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, bro, I got to pee, so I'll be right back. Okay, that sounds good. 
So yeah, that's uh, pretty much who was slotted in the mock draft. Jordan Hawkins, a guard. Um, one of the needs that New Orleans had was a traditional point guard. I don't know much about Jordan Hawkins' game. Uh, I think M.A.Z. said he he likes him or he, he doesn't expect him to get past 17 at the Lakers, meaning that if he dropped at that point, it would be a steal for L.A. Um, showing a lot of emotion here. <laughs> Looks like a second most threes in UConn history. Okay. So he's a shooter. Atlanta is next up, and we're still talking about how Atlanta could go in a lot of different directions depending on where they want to go. I know Trey Young was on the trade block for a little bit at the end of last season after they, um, um, after how their season ended. And of course, DeJounte Murray also available. John Collins seems to be available on a yearly basis. So who knows where Atlanta goes here? Um, they still have DeAndre Hunter. Apparently he was in some trade talks as well, which means that maybe – Our man Stephen Dubois says Jordan Hawkins accentuates the Pelicans and Zion really well. Okay, then that seems like a good pick then, as long as Zion plays. He says he's a good facilitator as well. They're showing he's an elite shooter with his his highlights here at UConn, 39% from three, um, 41% from the field, 16 points a game. But, man, he's coming off screens and just sniping. And, you know, the one thing I really like about him, Sohan, in the interviews he did as the player correspondent with him, he said, what do you bring to a team? And he just said, championships. And they and and that's a good thing to say after UConn's coming off the national title. Oh, they're comparing him to Ray Allen right now on my screen. Well, oh, on mine, they're, they're comparing him to Richard Hamilton for me. Oh, now here's Ray Allen. Okay, I see. But both oh, UConn guys. Oh, now they're going to show that. Oh, come on now. I, I They're not even showing it yet, but I know what you're saying. Rebound Bosch, back out to Allen, his three-pointer, bang. Bailout. Words that we will bailout. never forget as Spurs fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. God. Not bail out him. Others. Others. Shout out to, shout out to Ray Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Allen solidified Dwayne Wade as the third best shooting guard of all time. All right, Ethan. Do the hot. Oh, wow. Pick is in already. It's got to be Cam Whitmore, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. You know, say what you will about Atlanta. If it's that pick. They they like the flashy picks. They they like those box office guys. So that would make total sense. Yeah. And and with how quick that was, there's there's no way. And our man MEZ said ACL should pick Cam Whitmore. That's probably what's going to happen. We'll see, though. Our man Stephen Dubois says he compares him to Chris Paul, Westbrook, and Beal. We're talking about Jordan. I forget who that was. Maybe yeah, I think Jordan. I'm not sure. The guy that was just picked in New Orleans. He's also have a similar showing of emotion mm-hmm. as as Victor. So love to see that for these guys. Who knows what he went through in his life, you know, to get here. Um, Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, that's his name. That's how dumb I am. I forgot his name. So now we, because of the broadcast, we got to wait for this next pick because <laughs> they got to do the interview. I hate, you know what? I decided I just want to, let's go back to how the draft used to be where we're just like 30 old men in a room and somebody would announce the pick every five seconds. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Or just like, you know, I don't know. I don't all this know. BS. All this basically, hachi. yeah. Obviously, they'd still have to have time to pick, but just make it just the picks, nothing else. But they got to make money, Ethan. They got to make it's money. So dumb. I saw the pre-draft. They interviewed. I can't remember who the player was. He had these shades on. And he was looking dapper as hell. And, the, and I got you, Stephen. I got you, Stephen. 
I know some French. Well, and um, it, it's mainly because I'm from Louisiana. Anyway, yeah, they they, they asked and this, San Antonio. It's kind of like half and half. They asked this dude. <laughs> they were like, "What what, what do you want to bring to your? What do you want to bring like as you make it into the NBA?" And he was like, "I just want to change everybody's life in the world." And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you wow. kidding me? That's your answer?" And they're like, "What are you going to bring to the team?" And he goes, "Whatever they ask from me." And I'm like. All these answers are the exact same. Like I could have written them. Like they're <laughs> they're all so dumb. The answers, I mean, not the players. I'm sure they're yeah. all smart, but like they've been trained to say the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. so it's so annoyingly. It's kind of the same redundant. interview over yeah. and over again. Yeah. But you know they got to do it. <laughs> One of my favorite comedians, Bill Burr, has a bit about people that watch the NFL draft round after round because that's like going to a graduation where you don't know anybody. <laughs> Just listening to names. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like, oh, yeah, in yeah. round four. <laughs> yeah. Round six, they choose uh, Gregory Johnson. Hey, man, Brock Purdy. Mr. Yeah, Irrelevant. Purdy. That's right. You should have been locked in on that last pick, man. <laughs> Let's see. 15th overall pick. Kobe Bufkin out of Michigan. Okay. So he's still available. Wow. First of all, and I know this is the last pick of the stream, Ethan, but I, I think there's some good points that we can hit on to kind of end this off. Um, and this it, it ties into what we were talking about earlier, how some of these picks have indicated what these teams might do with the rest of their roster. Mm-hmm. Is this not an indication that DeJounte Murray might be on the move again? Absolutely it is. Yeah. Yeah crazy and, and and also on top of that cam whitmore is still available that the, i was i was almost certain when they put it in that quick but obviously they liked kobe buffkin and obviously they wanted another guard next to trey trey young Jude, i'm just now realizing utah has the next pick and when they were picking at nine i remember saying maybe they should go cam whitmore because he plays a position that they have a need for but they went Taylor Hendricks. Now they can have both of them. Yeah. That's it's going to be interesting. And you know what would be even in- more interesting, Ethan? The, the Lakers, Lakers. The Lakers are after them. So if Utah doesn't pick Cam Whitmore, that would be... This is... Okay, can we stay for this pick? Can we stay for one more? Sure, but I got to pee really okay, bad. Okay, no, so no, I'll no. Go, go ahead. Yeah. All right, y'all. I got it. See, we, we were going for the lottery, but with this not being Cam Whitmore, if Cam Whitmore goes to the Lakers, I mean, that's... That's a huge impact, I feel like, for the NBA. So I got to stay and see if that ends up happening. Um, But we'll go back to the mock draft here for you guys just to see how Givenoy is doing um, with all of these, you know, the, the, the normal draft. Oh, my gosh, wasn't expecting this. So let's see here. (laughs) <laughs> so Jordan Hawkins, he got that right for the New Orleans Pelicans. Obviously, this was a little bit different. I don't know what just fell right there. Um, but Cason Wallace wasn't available, so they didn't go with him. Um, with Kobe Bufkin, though, so it was right on the position. And then they had Keontae George going here at 16, but that was that was, you know, in a in a draft or in a mock draft where Cam Whitmore was picked at number eight. So that is going to be the biggest what if moving forward here? Um, because if he ends up following, falling to the Lakers, like I said earlier, putting him on, on that LeBron AD team, uh, that, that would have a huge impact on the league. But 
you know, you bring up a good point here, Emizi. They they could use a point guard. Um, I know that uh, Jordan Clarkson is also a free agent for them this year. So, you know, he, there's no, I mean, he could come back, but there's no guarantee he comes back. He might actually have a player option. I can't remember entirely, but there's a chance of him being a free agent. So that could be a reason uh, that they could need another point guard, like you said. Um, and our man Stephen Dubois says that Chris Murray is my last pick for the Spurs if everybody else got picked. I wouldn't, if he fell to that, it seems like he's, let's see where he is on Jay Billis's best available right now. Waiting for him to pop up on the screen. I think he's at at five or six here. Yeah, he's at he's got him at five right now um, on his best available. So if he were to fall all the way to thirty three and we don't trade up, I would definitely be okay with that. Um, you know, I liked the idea of Keegan Murray last year. There were a bunch of Spurs fans who wanted to trade up and get him, um, and obviously he fits that mold. Um, but there's a lot of other options as well, Ethan. We were just talking about Chris Murray. Um, if he were to fall, Stephen Dubois was saying that that would be his last pick for the Spur if you know uh, some of the other options got picked. I like that. I like that pick. Huh? But here's Victor in a Spurs hat. I'm glad we stayed. Manu's tweet. Wait, I gotta pop my Manu tweet. It's welcome to San Antonio. It's gonna. Be- we're gonna be quiet, guys, while we listen to this, and then we'll recap it. Wow. First number one pick without a college background since 2006. First look in a Spurs hat, Ethan. Don't you love it? Love it. Oh, this is a good question. Whataburger tweeted the W stands for Wemby now. Oh, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> I'm going. Know. I'm going after this podcast now. Let's go. I'm going let's straight to Whataburger. I'm going Hell to Wemby yeah. Burger, bro. Wemby Burger. <laughs> wow. He's just talking about his family. Mm-hmm. The pick is in for Utah, so we'll see how that plays out. If this isn't Cam Whitmore, it's got to be he's going to the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I, not. But if he is a good defender, like they're saying, then yeah, they should draft him. They could always use defense around LeBron. He's the second tallest drafted first overall pick of all time. They're saying seven five everywhere. So I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I love it, Stephen. For those of y'all in podcast form, Steven said, let's go Spurs and Wemby and Whataburger in all caps. Mm. Okay, now they're talking about size. I like this. That's so facts. 
He's saying how he looks much more muscular than he did two years ago when those videos with Rudy Gobert came out. He says he needs to get his core stronger and he needs to get solid. Oh, they're asking about SA. He's got a dinner with the Spurs tomorrow, boys. Let's and girls. Heck yeah. I'm okay to wait for a pick if he's the interview. (laughs) Did you see the first pitch? Yeah. And him holding. Did you see the baseball in his hands? Golf ball. You know, Ethan, I, I was I, I wanted I really wanted to wait to see these new picks, but if they're gonna do Wemby for another five minutes, which I think they are, I think we might we might as well sign off. Yeah. You down with that? Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. All righty, y'all. Well, thank you guys. For those of you who came out tonight and hung out with us for dang near two hours tonight, we appreciate y'all. And y'all are the real ones for mm-hmm. sure. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like and subscribe below. Me and Ethan will be out, I'm sure, with a video, at least this week probably, um, mm-hmm. with a full draft recap of, of who we got um, in those these last two picks later tonight. Um, and so if you want to stay updated with the show and all of that good stuff, follow us on Twitter at SSP on, SSPN on YT. Thank you for watching the Twitter live stream if you watched on Twitter today, at Jude McLaren and at Ethan underscore Quintero to stay updated to all the Spurs news. We appreciate y'all. Go Spurs, go. Victor Wimbanyama is officially a San Antonio Spur, and he will be in San Antonio tomorrow. Let's go, Ethan.